our next question. So, um, our next topic. Um, so we've already shared uh, each uh, shared the origins of our love for Spurs, but is there a particular era during your lifetime of watching our teams that you yearn for, or you just simply found enjoyable? You know what? And who was your favourite player from that period of time? So, Sim, who sort of stood out? What period stood out for you in the last fifteen years, and what player? Um, personally, I loved the Harry Redknapp team. Yeah. Um, so I would have been well, when he took over in two thousand and eight. I would have been ten. Um, and I just, I just feel like Harry's been cruelly a bit like Martin Yore before him. I feel like he's been cruelly written out of our recent success and the turnaround. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you think about you think in you think about what what Harry did when he came in. He, mm-hmm. he took us from rock bottom of the league, yeah. two points from eight games to I mean, finished eighth in the first season, got to a league yeah. cup final, which I kind of contradict myself a bit by saying that. I saying that I didn't really there wasn't a be all or end all for me. Yeah. But I caught fun, caught fun, wasn't it? So yeah. Yeah. um but on top of that, brought back Defoe, yeah. um after he'd gone Portsmouth, Keane, who yeah. I mean he he came back and he wasn't quite the same player I suppose. Yeah. But he brought him back, he even brought back Chim Wonder, didn't he? Um, yeah. and the gloves. Yeah. The the gloves that were never off there. Yeah, yeah. wore a raincoat during <laughs> Yeah. Um <laughs> And I'd also say I'd also say that he turned. Okay, he didn't make the player, but he turned. I don't know. He, he did something to Modric that turned that turned him into the star that we'd yeah. that we'd yet to see, mm. and that we were kind of worried that he might not become because not everyone said it was an English football, obviously. Mm. Um, and I think he destroyed England for Croatia to stop us qualifying for the European Championships. Yeah. Um, just maybe six months before he joined us. Yeah. And I, we were. I think it wasn't clear that he was going to become that player for Spurs. Um, he also Harry also got Lennon back to his best. Um, Someone managed to get King fit. Um, I know he was on the physio, but he's <laughs> but he's, um, he played four games in the season before the 0708 season. Um, managed to play twenty plus in 0809. I think in 08 in uh, and and nine ten. Sorry, in 0809 and nine ten. Um, which was the season we qualified for the Champions League, his first full season. Um, I remember King was was very was pretty immense in that year, um, with the Dawson partnership and all that. Um, but then, in terms of players in that in that period, you can't really look any further than Bale, I suppose. Or mm-hmm. well, I, I during that period, I I massively looked at Bale as the standout player as he mm-hmm. as, on, as he pretty much was yeah. um, and the way it's just the way Harry used him on the left the way he played on the left with Lennon on the right yeah. two blistering wingers um, and just for a bit just for probably the period a very short period in 2012 I thought we just we looked like the vintage Man United teams of of like the 90s with the with the two wingers yeah. and I think we we possibly could have pushed on to a title in 2012 yeah. Had had he been backed, I think he got he got given Sahar and Ryan Nelson in that in that oh, January Jesus. when yeah. he wanted to he, he wanted, wanted to he, supported. he wasn't he wasn't yeah. backed here. Um, but we looked like the vintage United teams with Giggs, Konchelskis, Beckham, Ronaldo. It's not flair, wasn't it? Yeah, um, and it was just such an astronomical turnaround from yeah. the Ramos thing, and yeah. it was such a big come down. I felt when AVB came in yeah. to the inverted wingers, mm. and especially after Bale left, it was just. He turned Bale into a superstar, really, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah. Um, Redman. 
Yeah. yeah. I never quite know, because I remember with Bale, he kept playing as fullback, and I remember us, the fans, were kind of screaming out, put him on the wing, don't play him as fullback. Yeah. I remember it took Redknapp a long time to do it, and he, he only did it in the end because of injuries. Mm. Yeah. And then, of course, once he, as soon as he moved Bale to the left wing, it was just, it was just yeah. a different player, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. So I never know with Redknapp how much, you know, how much of the success was down to him or, yeah. and how much was it because we had Bale and those other players yeah, that you mentioned. Yeah, he yeah. also had some quite average players like Huddlestone, didn't he, that he kind yeah. of got the best out of. Yeah, it's just, uh, I don't I don't think he gets quite enough credit. I yeah. think he's, he's always had that reputation for being a bit tactically naive or, yeah. but he's, I mean, we beat, we beat Milan 1-0, was it, in the, yeah. in the, um, in the knockout stages, yeah. and that was just like a really masterminded victory in the in the first like nil like one nil on the first leg away, yeah. and then just held out nil nil. That was yeah. that we was a, the return, we? Yeah, we yeah. Did, yeah. That was a really tactically yeah. astute astute yeah. performance. Yeah. So he freed up Bale, he extracted the player in Modric, yeah. and he yeah. made Van der Vaart fall in love with Tottenham. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, that, that was that was a great era. I did enjoy that. Yeah. But just just yeah. on the Harry Redknapp thing, I don't know if anyone's heard the Spurs show Harry Redknapp uh, special. Yeah. It's hilarious. I thoroughly recommend yeah. trying to find that. Yeah. He's got some great stories yeah. about William Gallas. I don't know if you've heard them, Rob. Yeah. Yeah, I, was, I was lucky enough a few years ago to um, sort of spend uh, quite a bit of time in, in Redknapp's company. I went yeah. I went along to the in fact when the old training ground in, in yeah. Chigwell. Yeah. I went along there, and he was so nice. Yeah. And I felt really guilty because up until that point, I'd sort of been ah. on the mm-hmm. side of that he was a bit of a clown, basically. Not, really? not necessarily. I just didn't really. I, but but meeting him, you appreciate yeah. what a, what an immense football knowledge he has. Yeah, so, it's interesting. Yeah, but he's also he also didn't make a lot of friends at board level at Tottenham, which oh, is yeah. no yeah. sort of no secret. But yeah, because he asked for money, do you think? No, just because he's a very yeah, no, not it wasn't money. I think he yeah. just doesn't suffer fools, basically, and he doesn't do he doesn't really do the. Um, the new style of football, which mm. you know, uh, football management rather, or board level football management, like like, be, you can't fit into a corporate. Structure no, so I went. I actually went to see. Uh, I went when I went to see him. Um, there, it was a there was a sponsors' day, Barclays, I think, and they mm. when sort of you know, people that work high up at board level at Barclays bring their kids along to watch the players train, and you could very obviously tell that Redknapp wasn't at all pleased with that, mm. and there were a few sort of choice words. Uh, sort of, you know, questions were asked to other people. It's like, you know, what's what's going on here? And and, but it was the language was a lot fuller than that. (laughs) And um, so I think I think that's part of the probably part of the issue where he's a bit like Yol, where he's sort of airbrushed a little bit out of the history of of Spurs. Yeah, he speaks very, very highly of your dad. I know, that's what I've listened to her. Okay, that's why, yeah, that's why I saw saw it, he'd have seen him play. That's why I met him, and uh, uh, part of the reason for for doing that was, and he, because he was a junior at Spurs, he trained with juniors at Spurs, and um, he'd actually had a pair of my dad's old boots. Wow. And he, somewhere, you know, I mean, you can imagine Harry's life at certain times of his has been. Uh, complex, and mm. I think he lost them along the way. And I, I actually got a couple of pairs of my dad's old boots, and I took a pair along to the training ground. And he was say so he was like a, it was like a kid basically. When he saw these boots, he was oh, just, wow. um, mm. and he was calling everybody into his little office. Yeah. Anybody that walked past, he'd be like, Jermaine, Defoe, Jermaine, Jermaine, come in here, have a look at these boots. Yeah. It was just incredible. Uh, yeah, uh, and really sort of, yeah, it, it wasn't just my dad particularly. I think it was just the love for football. Yeah. Yeah. And actually, uh, hopefully, that's why we're all around this table. When you meet somebody. Yeah, that, that has a love for football, no matter if they're, well, 
doesn't matter who they support, but, yeah. but you know, th- th- there's yeah. something there where you think, actually, yeah, this person is a good person. The love of the game, yeah. 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 Um, Casper, for you, what would be your favourite era in your short lifetime? <laughs> um, probably last season. So, the 17-18 season, the Champions League run. Yeah. Um, mostly because, like, we had one of the toughest groups in, like, the whole competition. And... Obviously, um, Real Madrid being the current champions at the time. And then for us to draw away at the Santiago Bernabeu and then go back to Wembley and beat them 3-1 was amazing. And then, obviously, we beat Dortmund and Apoel, which wasn't that great of an achievement. But, and, yeah, and my favourite player of the era is probably Deli Alli. Because, mostly because of the Real Madrid game and like how he was really confident which maybe he hasn't got that much confidence now yeah. than he did like last season yeah. Uh, so yeah yeah he was great in that yeah. the Real Madrid game he was fantastic he yeah. was like yeah. and also he was involved in like all the goals and yeah he was yeah yeah interesting okay who uh are we up to on this one where is it oh Rob it's you uh, for me yeah, yeah um simple for me I think uh so for me, I, I guess it's I'm quite a visual person, and uh, when we were talking about the Ardiles, um, so I started going, I, I I started going to Spurs when I was small, like very small, um, but I actually then had a, br- a bit of a break from it, and there's a point I guess. So when I was we we used to get complimentary tickets from the club, so me and my mate used to go, um, and then the season that we went down, which was seventy six, whatever it was, I started going at the end of that season. And then went to every game in the second division. Um, okay. And actually, we although we had these season tickets for a, what was I, 14, 15 at the time, and for a 14 or 15 year old kid to sit in the West End mm. with all the, you know, with all these old people was terrible. So we used to basically, although we'd, we'd go down, tell the same with my mum, we'd, we'd take these season tickets, but actually we used to go sit, stand on the Paxton. And I think that era for me is the sort of, I guess it's, it's, it's uh, probably 70. Well, seventy six to eighty two, mm. and and yeah. you know going to most of the games, uh, yeah, all the finals, mm-hmm. most of the home games, and also some of the away games as a kid, mm. teenager, because that's always really exciting, yeah. you know, just being on the edge of, edge of trouble, yeah, you know, that sort yeah, of, yeah, 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 you know, edginess, yeah. Yeah. yeah, so I think that's the that, that's the the era, and of course, somebody mentioned it before, but seeing Glenn Hoddle. Yeah. You know, we we just assumed that that was the sort of player we were always going to see. Yeah. And yeah. I don't know if we're sorry, I, I, um, but uh, you know, my my all time favourite player was Steve Perriman. So Hodl okay. uh, yeah. and Perriman, if you if you're watching yeah. those two, then yeah. you know, how bad can life be, basically? Yeah. And then you throw our dealers and Villa into it. Yeah. And also, you're sitting there with a the retro kit on, so oh, that's yeah. a bit of um, yeah. you know, a bit of. It's one of my favourite kits. Yeah. As well. So and, and I think you know, that was you know we we. Yeah. You just had a there was something about that era yeah. for me that really resonates. Yeah, some wonderful players in that era. Yeah. Really, it was a great era. Um, Peter. Yeah, I'm gonna be greedy and choose two eras because <laughs> I, I first started going to Spurs in the 79, 70, 71. I started swallowing them yeah. in '67, but then yeah. I I started actually going to the games when about fourteen ish. No, maybe even slightly younger. And I had two mates from school. Kevin and John, and we would meet at the Kennington Oval, mm. and we'd get the tube to the bank, and then we'd get the Central Line 
from there to Liverpool Street and then the sort of overground the train yeah, yeah. to White Hart Lane. Yeah. And it was like a ritual. We just walk into that boys' gate and it was about 30p. Mm. Stand on the Paxton Road. 30p, Casper, to get into a Spurs. <laughs> so, 70, 71 season, I missed the tail end of Jimmy Greaves because yeah. he'd been exchanged with uh, Martin Peters. But the team that I watched in the 70 71 season, like we stood right down the front and just rolls off the tongue for me like Jennings, Kinnear, Knowles, Mullery, England Beale, Gilzine, yeah. Perriman, yeah. Chivers, Peters, yeah. and uh, I don't know if it was the number 11, it sort of alternated, but uh, Martin Chivers, and that he just scored like about 40 goals in that season. Yeah. And he was probably my favourite player of the time. And, you were so close up to these guys and yeah. you know like I remember the August games they all looked so fit and tanned <laughs> and like it was just yeah. and I remember I remember Jennings one particular save that Jennings made um, uh, where we, I was in the corner of the Paxton and I think Alan Ball we were playing Everton Alan Ball hit I remember we had the white boots and yeah. he hit the ball so high, he was on the edge of the six yard box, he sort of welled it and yeah. Jennings just went down with his left, yeah. he just flicked it around. The Big hands. And, and Alan Ball came down to take the corner and he was effing and blinding, yeah. he just could not believe he'd saved it. And, yeah. uh, and I had the similar thing where you, you walk up the steps and yeah. then you walk down to the, and then you see, you just colour TV, it just started with that season's World Cup. So you see how green the pitch is, yeah, yeah. how red the shirts are, yeah. how white, you know, how, you know, everything comes to life. Yeah, and yeah. The, the smell of the tobacco yeah. and the banter around you. Yeah. That, that, so that, and then just as a little kind of thing on top of that, the, the period between 78 that you mentioned and 84 and then the, the hoddle, the ardealist yeah, yeah. thing, yeah. you know, and we had further success under that era and I yeah. thought, uh, although I wasn't going religiously to all the games as yeah. I had in the 70 71 season, that I, one particular moment between them two, there was a, do you remember a game against Man United where I think it was a 1 2 between Hoddle and Ardenas? He, he flicks it to yeah. Ardenas yeah. on the edge of the, and Ardenas yeah. returns it and yeah. and he does this flying volley. Yeah. It's against Man United in a, and in that same in season, a cup game. In the same season, he scored a very similar goal where a yeah. volley against Nottingham Forest. Yeah. Yeah, from a, I think the goalkeeper kicked it out. Alexa was in goal, kicked it out, and there was a header on from someone, and the ball never touched the ground. From from the goalkeeper kicking it out, I think it was a flip on and Hoddle volleyed it into the top corner. Yeah, so just yeah, that's a great era actually, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. so those two eras. The, yeah. that was the seasons I went to every single home game. Seventy, seventy one. It is more. You're right. It is more vivid if yeah. you're a, if you're like a teenager, like thirteen, yeah, fourteen, yeah. and. And then that, that little period between 78 yeah, and 80. Yeah, that, that was unbelievable. Those were my two eras. Um, Ricky? Yeah, for me, um, I kind of agree with this. Same, I, like, I, I do have really fond memories of the Harry Redknapp era, and I do, I do think that he's an underrated manager and that he was, he's much better than he kind of lets on. And, uh, and that was a great team. But I feel like um, since Enoch took over, it's been a kind of gradual... In improvement. I gave up my season ticket the year they took over and they made Hoddle manager. And then I felt like. Protest. <laughs> no, just just because um, of work yeah. and the, the price went up quite a lot actually, so yeah. um, that was part of it. And uh, I just did a job that had to work on Saturdays and I just couldn't really 
couldn't really keep going. But I think, yeah, even so, there was Hoddle, who who wasn't a success, but even some of the things he did, it started to to make improvements, and then and then I think it's been really really gradual success. And I, I'd say probably the best era is now. You know, is Pochettino. Um, I look at the the team we've got now, the players we've got now, and it probably hasn't been as good as this since that kind of nineteen eighty. I think of it as the 1987, you know, Waddle, mm. Hoddle, the, yeah. those players. Mm. Five bad midfield, yeah. Yeah, five bad midfield, scoring yeah. all those goals. Yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, that's a great season. But, um, yeah. yeah, I just think, I think the team now, okay, we need, we need to make a few signings, we need yeah. some full-backs. Yeah. Hopefully these, this new uh, yeah. central, central midfielder, yeah. Dombele, is it? Yeah, and Dombele. Yeah, hopefully he's going to be it. But I, I just think these last few years under, under yeah. Pochettino, for me, has been better than it's ever been, and I, I kind of, I kind of understand that it might not last. You know, yeah. enjoy it while it lasts, yeah. because he might leave Pochettino, and I, yeah, I yeah. think. Well, I think the foundations are there, though. They are, they? yeah. I think, you they know, are the foundations of the club. Rob, you might know more better than we with the foundations within the club, but it seems to be they've got a structure, and it yeah. seems to be better than any point in my lifetime. I think. Yes. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, I've heard that they they're paying the players now that yeah. an amount that's a, that's. You know, a bit more competitive. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's what they need to do, I suppose. Yeah. Isn't it? You know, they but need to be. Doesn't the whole thing come crashing down if Poch leaves? I don't. I don't think so. But no, I don't think so because I think the the structures there, you know, the training grounds there. They could bring in a big manager now. I think. I mean, I'd be gutted if he left because yeah. he's mm. magic, isn't he? Yeah, he is. Magic, <laughs> magic. <laughs> As the song goes, well, it's interesting, Ricky. I, I never thought you'd have said the current period, but it's interesting. Yeah, I guess it's because. I was quite young for the for yeah. that mid to late eighties period, and uh, you know, because um, it's interesting how the different ages. You've been forty one, yeah. sixty one, Rob's fifty five. You know, I'm fifty. Sims twenty one. He's eleven. The different eras. Yeah, in a way, in a way, my favourite era is the turgid era because that's when I had a season ticket, and <laughs> um, you know, for five years I used to go and I loved it, and we had Ginola. Yeah, we did. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, we always had yeah. superstars. Yeah, we always had one superstar, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. 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 it was. Jeez, they were dark. It wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah. Dark days, Casper. Dark, dark days. Dark days. Yeah. You'd not believe how poor we were. But you say they are paying the players now. Yeah. They are. I don't know. Is it, is it, I've just. I've read somewhere. It might not be true. I read yeah. somewhere that Don Bellet's going to be gone two hundred grand. I've got no yeah. idea if that's true. Because they've been very like yeah. bonus based in it. In yeah. Last few, yeah. But one, one thing I want to assure you that they're they're okay. Yeah, I'm sure they're eating everything. Yeah. Right, okay, so we move on. We've got two more topics left, guys. So this one might be a shorter one, I think. So as Tottenham fans, one thing I think we can all agree on is that supporting the club can be one hell of a roller coaster ride and can genuinely make or break your day, weekend, or even your summer, or even your life, possibly. So, boys, as it's clear that following Spurs entails both some of your most euphoric highs as well as crushing lows... Please knock me down with your sincerest lowest point and then pick us up with your ultimate best moment of your uh, Tottenham supported life. Let's let's go with Casper the youngest. So what's been your lowest? Um, probably the Champions League final. Yeah. Because of like all the hype and then obviously the penalty, like yeah. one minute in and then from there it was like kind of went downhill. Yeah. Yeah. That's your lowest point. And then probably... The Interesting highest. that you're 11, that's your lowest point, the Champions League final <laughs> 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 um, Probably my highest point is Ajax or Real Madrid. Yeah. Mainly because Ajax, at half-time, I had like 
headphones in, didn't want to watch the game. And mm. When we got two goals back, I was like, okay, we could actually do this. Mm. And then Real Madrid, obviously because just because of like the moment and mm. how how good they were. And just the noise in the stadium yeah. that night. I don't know if anyone else was there. It was just yeah. the noise in that night was just it's fantastic, wasn't it? Yeah. But it's quite funny. We were talking earlier about when we were we were three. We left about five minutes before the end, and we were three one up. And even when we were three one up, I think it was about might be less than five minutes left. Yeah. We were still thinking, oh, we still could lose this. Yeah. <laughs> even yeah. way back to the tube, wasn't it? No, because I remember it was a Man City Napoli game, and it was like. It was the exact same, the same score, night, wasn't it? and it was three one. And I heard someone say, "Oh, it's three two. I was like, "Oh, I thought I, I thought it was meant for the Spurs game." But it was yeah, meant for yeah. So we, we got back to the, the tube thinking, so. "Oh no, they, they could still have equalised. Mm-hmm. It could have been a draw." That's you know, but it's good. It's good that you know that Spurs could lose at any point. And you're <laughs> eleven years old. That's good. So, so Peter, what's your, your lowest and highest in your uh, sixty-one years? Well, I've seen some lows and seen some highs, but yeah. I mean, one, I think I could time when I felt really disappointed really was I think it was just mirroring what Sim said about I think the 2012 season where we, we seemed to surrender a 12 point lead to Arsenal and it just mm. seemed to just fall away the mm. way it fell away I mean mm. at the start of it everybody was mm. we were playing the kind of football that was scaring Man United, I mean, I remember Fergie sort of like, was like you, could, you could feel our breath on their shoulders, really. And we were like, mm-hmm. we were playing this amazing, we had Van der Vaart and we had the two wingers and we were like swashbuckling and we were, and we had this, we were genuine title challengers. And I think we were playing a brand of football that was brilliant as well. And then all this Harry for England stuff started, mm-hmm. I think, which I'm, I'm sure that Fergie started all that stuff, <laughs> conspiracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we just that felt that twelve point lead fell away. We dropped from third to fourth, and as we all know, Chelsea went and won the Champions League, mm-hmm. um, yeah. and we ended up competing in the Europa League that mm-hmm. season. And there is a bit of a knock on effect from that was the fact that. At the end of that season, Harry left and we lost Modric as well. And then subsequently we lost Bale. So it seemed to be like a, a few steps backward. And I just just remember how disappointed I felt at the end of that season. Yeah. Yeah. Um, although we'd finished in the top four, we'd, it just felt mm. like a, yeah. a failure. The season felt like a failure. Yeah, it was a crushing low um, And that before I actually forget, I mean, Sim pointed out a quote that Bill Nicholson said, and it's just going off a slight tangent. He said, "If you don't win anything, then the season is a failure." Mm. Those are the standards that I grew up with. Mm. So yeah. So moving on from that, my highest point I think was um, eighty-one cup final, mm. Ricky Villa. Yeah. Yeah, because I'd watched the the game on the Saturday, and he'd shocking game, didn't he? Everybody remembers yeah. the old sort of like they had like a running, yeah, uh, dog track around yeah. Wembley, and he was trudging off. He'd been substituted in the the Saturday game, yeah. and um, hadn't had a good game at all. Mm. And he looked he looked like a broken man. He did, you know. And the fact that Birkinshaw, the manager at the time, decided to keep him in the team. I mm. think the replay was on the Thursday, 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 Thursday night, Thursday. yeah. 
bizarrely, we had yeah. a you know cut replay on Thursday. I remember, yeah. and my mate lived in Thornton Heath, and we I went there to watch. It was a really sultry May mm. night, and Perriman was the captain, mm. and um, and I just I just remember the crooked goal. I remember yeah. I forgot who scored. Did, did Archibald score as well? But then, but my memory is uh, Vier got two, didn't he? Yeah, got two, yeah, yeah. but the winning goal. Yeah, him slalom, slalom, yeah. slalom, I can't say the word, yeah, yeah. through like a skier, through yeah, these, yeah. these challenges, you know, being about five players and then just slid it in and mm. just the euphoria of yeah. that, you know, and, yeah, yeah. and I think it was voted probably the top Wembley moment of all time, or yeah. one of the top yeah. Wembley moments of all yeah. time, yeah. and he, he has a biography, I think, and it's called and it's still Ricky Veer. How oh, is it? That's okay. the name. It's, there's a book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. After the John Motti yeah, yeah. commentary yeah. line. Yeah, yeah. And it's still, so that, that, that'll be my high. Brilliant. Um, and then Stevie Lift and Mia pick up. Heady days indeed. Yeah, um, Ricky. Yeah. I think for me, um, it's been quite hard to pick. I, I was going to give it to, um, to the semi-final goal this season in the Champions League but then I thought I can't, I can't give it to something that we didn't win yeah. so I'm going to go with it was the it was the FA Cup run in 90 uh, 91 and uh, where Gaza just my memory of it is that Gaza just single handedly won the whole thing for us yeah. Yeah. so my, my my high point is Gaza's free kick against Arsenal in that, oh, wow. in that yeah. um, you know is he going to try one yeah. is, you know and I just, <laughs> just remember watching that yeah have you seen that, Casper? It's ninety, yeah, nineteen ninety one. It's a, it's got some a long way out, doesn't it? Yeah, schoolboy's own stuff. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, yeah. We all remember it word for word, don't we? Yeah. Schoolboy's own stuff, and that was amazing. It was a great free kick because, like I say, it was yeah. a long way out, but it was. And then the final gets Nottingham Forest, and uh, Gaza gets injured, doesn't he? But he does, yeah. But, but to win to win that FA Cup final, um, you know, as a kid, it was just amazing, and I was just I was so in love with Gaza. Yeah. And and my hero just carried us. Uh, I don't know if you remember the dynamic between Gaza and uh, Venables when when he scores. There was a wonderful dynamic between them, like a you know father yeah. son thing. It's yeah. brilliant, wasn't it? He scored a goal with his sock, didn't he? Who was that against Arsenal? Uh, Arsenal. His first yeah. game at Wild Lane, yeah. yeah. He scored a goal. He ran up to so his sock. His boot came off. Yeah. yeah. I think he ran up to Venables and said. <laughs> he only tried to save it. Yeah, he did. And it was like I was at Wembley and I saw the trajectory yeah, of that yeah, and yeah. yeah, and I'm glad I didn't choose that. I was yeah, gonna, yeah. I was thinking of choosing that moment, so yeah. I'm glad I didn't, you know. So. Okay. Yeah, I think the um the recent last minute winner comes close for me. Yeah. Even though even though it wasn't something we won, you know. What about what about, it's interesting you went your high point first, so you got a very uh, yeah, point. positive where most of us went low first. Yeah, um, my low point is um, selling bail. I think okay. because mm. because I'd conv- we we signed all those players, didn't we, as replacements? Mm. But I'd convinced myself they weren't replacements. We were going to keep bail, mm. and it was and I was really I loved bail, and I was it was it was I was really disappointed to sell him, and then you know then we had the the um, the Sherwood era, didn't we? And we had mm. the uh, AVB era. No, we lost it. Sorry, we lost AV. Uh, let me start again. Have I got that right? AVB came in first. Yeah, they showed it. But that's it. So, so we lost. Yeah. We lost Bale. Yeah. And then when so when Pochettino started, um, and uh, we had this game against Stoke that we lost. I went to it. Mm. We lost against Stoke, and it was you know Bale had gone, and I, I had this moment where I realised, 
Bale's gone and we've just lost against Stoke and we haven't got any good players. Yeah. At this moment where I realised I hadn't noticed this yeah. decline um, and and we, we had been really reliant on Bale. Um, we were a bit of a one-man team maybe and uh, after he'd gone I just remember this defeat against Stoke thinking under Pochettino thinking to myself we haven't got any good players. And then that, that defeat um, kind of caused Poch to bring in some of the kids didn't it? He kind mm. of pushed out a few players who were, were trouble mm. he brought in Kane and it, mm. it quite quickly started getting good again mm. um, so yeah my low point was, was Bale leaving and, and, and in particular that, that defeat to Stoke after Bale had left okay. Bale must have been your best chance of, a, of converting your wife to um, be fully Spurs as well yeah, as, yeah, a Welsh, she was as a Welsh a, girl yeah she was a Spurs fan when Bale played for us yeah <laughs> <laughs> Be great to be great to change teams sometimes. Really, really really yeah, brilliant with that, be. Yeah. <laughs> so, Rob, for you. Uh, yeah, I, I, um, surprisingly, found it difficult to to, to, to choose a low actually, and I'm, I, I'm I, well, I'm, I'm trying to work out whether that's because there's that many lows that that, <laughs> yeah. that I can't choose from. Yeah, but, yeah. but I think it's more. I think it's more to do. And people that know me well won't believe when I say this, but I think it's more to do with. Sort of the positive stuff is the stuff that I do remember, but yeah. probably because there has been so much rubbish, basically that that we endured. But I think that's all part. Personally, I, I'm 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 happy with that. You know, I think yeah. that's part of going to football. I think if you were a Celtic fan or a, you yeah. know, if, if you're winning twelve championships in a row, yeah, what, what's all that about? I don't I get it. So, but I, I, just sitting there, and one that came to mind was the the semi final we lost to Portsmouth. Oh, yeah. at yeah. Wembley and it was yeah. freezing cold yeah. miserable and we you just hot favourites yeah yeah mm. we were and, and, and that for me sort of was a bit of a that's the one that's, that's sticking in my memory as a, as a, a low point but yeah. there's other low points but as a Spurs fan you know, you know there's going to be something to lift you up yeah. Yeah. Um, mm. whether it's a Ginola flick or a, yeah. you know and I think that's probably why you know I, I like to think that's why we're we're sort of better than a lot of other fan bases because yeah. we, we don't, you know, we, we, we don't realise there's lows and we realise there's highs. And yeah. It's about getting those small sort of little glimpses of, of something that's great and just around, just around the corner. Yeah. So there's always going to be something good. And Peter, you've, you've taken exactly the same um, good, my, my, my great yeah. moment, yeah, yeah, because I was... So funny enough, I that when I know it was a replay on a Thursday because that mm. Wednesday I went to... I'd applied to go to college in Bournemouth and I had my interview for college I, uh, from sixth form, so I was 17 at the time. Um, and, uh, or sorry, 18, I would have been, yeah, 18. So I, I went to college, to the interview down at Bournemouth to go to um, Dorset Institute of Higher Education, as it was then, on the Wednesday. And I know if the replay had been on a Wednesday, I would have gone to the replay and my life would have been different. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, I mean, it's all sliding doors, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. But that, 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 um, Ricky Villa game. I went. I was lucky enough to go to both, um, yeah. the Saturday and the Thursday, and uh, it was a beautifully warm night. Mm. Um, yeah, I had, a, I had a, a, um, at the time I had a pair of one of Dr. Martins. They were checked back in paratrooper boots that I spray painted uh, metallic blue, and I'd actually um, I'd, I'd done a little uh, cotton teeth um, stencil oh, on brilliant. the side of them. And I, I wish I still had these things. Oh, um, wow. And I wore those to the to the final. Um, yeah, so it, it, it was fantastic. And that moment when the goal goes in, mm. yeah, I, I kid you not. You know, we're luckily Peter. We're lucky enough that we've been to football grounds, busy football grounds, yeah. when it was standing. 
And you know the moment where the crowd just goes down 30, mm. 30 yeah. feet, 40 yeah, yeah. feet, basically. And that's what it was like. A, a, it was just mayhem, basically. Yeah, you can get lifted off your feet yeah, yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so that I, hopefully that memory will stick with me yeah. forever. But, you know, there's been, there's been other things that are, that are yeah, absolutely yeah. brilliant, you know. Yeah. Um, and, and back to the Champions League run, last, this, the one just gone. Yeah, <coughs> that's brilliant. You know, it, it was extraordinary. Yeah. And yeah. something I think I didn't think I would witness. Yeah. No. So... Yeah. More of that, please. Is the Ricky Villa goal Tottenham's best ever goal? Do you think? Uh, well, yeah. yeah, I think so. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, you know, it's very subjective, isn't it? It is. Biggest, yeah. biggest. I yeah. think. It was yeah. The, the yeah the context. The context. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, It's iconic, isn't it? The old Wembley. Yeah, yeah. 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 it's brilliant. So you know they scored a good one against Barnsley, but it was yeah. only against Barnsley in the League Cup. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't the same Man City as uh, yeah. Man City are now. <laughs> Thanks for that, Rob. Sim. Um, yeah, I I thought it was particularly disappointing to see us sink to what I'd call a Chelsea level of class um, in terms of, I bleat on about the period when I first started watching all that, but um, the treatment of Martin Yole. Yeah, um, that's really poor. No, um, it's very poor. I think him, with that British and Irish core, with that he brought in Dawson, Lennon, Genus, on top of King, Keane, Robinson, Defoe. He didn't bring bring in the other guys, but by he, the first guys I said, he brought them in to to kind of build that core with the guys who were already there. And um, obviously the master stroke with Edgar Davids as well, mm-hmm. um, which I thought pushed us on that season. Mm-hmm. And it just initiated that rise from mediocrity to being European regulars. It was the first mm-hmm. time we'd been in, the, in been, I know it wasn't the Champions League, but the first time we'd been in Europe since probably it might have been six, seven years maybe, which is quite a long time for Spurs to be out of Europe. Mm. Put Carrick um, back in the team. Yeah, exactly. When he, when he was getting yeah. the squad um, number. And like Nicholson said, if we're not in Europe, we're nothing. Mm. Um, but I just thought Levy, the season before when we played Severe in the UEFA Cup, it just seemed like Levy had been seduced by... <laughs> by Ramos and his severe team, and mm, yeah. like like you said, like maybe Martin Yole um, wasn't kind of fit to be in the structural setup yeah, that Levy yeah. wanted. Yeah. A bit like maybe Harry as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just I just didn't I didn't like the way he'd been the way that the sacking happened. Um, the Getafe game. Leaked, uh, I think the second leaked at half time didn't yeah, they? Yeah. I think they'd, they'd been speaking to Ramos yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. days like maybe a week before that game yeah. and it was probably felt like it was the end yeah. but um, I just thought it disrespected Yol's dignity a little yeah. bit yeah. the way it all kind of like filtered around the ground on that yeah. night um, yeah. it was such a small it was such a tight ground like they wasn't it so it, could, it might have just been Someone saying something in the in the director's box that might yeah. have just gone around the ground. I, I don't exactly know how it happened. Yeah, that was a low point for me. But actually. it just yeah, it, it just you've seen Chelsea the way Chelsea treat managers who don't who deliver success like titles and classless. Yeah, um, it just it lacked a bit of class, and it's not the way Tottenham operate. And the crowd was shouting with Martin Yeah, they were. Yeah. Sand off yeah. Martin Yeah, yeah, So at least he got to say goodbye. I suppose yeah. if you want to put a positive spin on that. And what would be your uh, most euphoric high? Um, so I'd say I essentially felt the lasagna gate hurt leave me yeah. when Peter Crouch scored that goal at the oh, yes. uh, Man City. Yes. Um, in front of our fans. Yeah. 
and I just spent the the whole of summer 2010 just anticipating Champions League football at White Hart Lane. Mm. Um, it's just it was just the first time I think we got elevated up a level because yeah. we'd seen all this. We we were over the Europa League. It was mm. it was getting a bit boring. Yeah. Um, but we really it really elevated us up a level. And I suppose that's probably celebrating that goal is probably how it feels to celebrate maybe like a playoff final winner. Yeah. If you if you support a team who I don't know, Blackpool or something like that going into the Premier League. I think we had to get a draw up there, didn't we? I yeah we I we either needed a draw or yeah. a win or something yeah. I think we needed a draw. Yeah, I think it was a draw. Like yeah. One nil. Yeah. yeah, but we won the game, and just that goal was just particularly. Yeah, it was. Great. It was just it was just final, yeah. and it was just what, what kind of what propelled us in the Champions League. It was like, a tough run of games, wasn't it? We had to, yeah, we, we beat had, Arsenal, Chelsea, Chelsea, yeah. And in, for me, the turning point was that Danny Rose wonder goal against Arsenal. Yeah, because yeah. it was like that was we scored that goal yeah. out of just nothing. Yeah, yeah. And then we went on this run, didn't we? Yeah, where yeah, I think we, we we lost to Man United in the run, but apart from that, we. Yeah. We beat a lot of the top teams and somehow scraped into the top four. Yeah, yeah. that's a good one. I like that. All right, guys. One one topic left. So I really need to um, yeah. wrap up. But Sim, should we do this last topic quickly, or do you want to? Yeah, we can fly for it. Yeah, yeah I really need, need to. Time, yeah, yeah, we've got, got time. To shoot your party. Right. So, so to recap our discussion so far, we shared extensively around the table the very beginnings of our Spurs lives, outlined our expectations, revisited the past in the form of our favourite period and explored the extremities of emotions that go with the territory of being a Spurs fan through our first, our lowest then our highest moments. Which brings us to the final part of the podcast. The future, which is symbolised by Frankie, which is Ricky's one-year-old son. And assuming Ricky succeeds in recruiting uh, Cardiff-born Frankie to this way of life, what kind of future do we expect him to witness as another fellow Tottenham Hotspur supporter? So, Ricky, what do you sort of see the future for Spurs in, say, the immediate, I suppose the immediate future, I suppose the next, say, three or four years, I think? Yeah, well, I hope the son of Frankie's going to be a Spurs fan, but I suppose I've got to leave that up to him, haven't I? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, I've made, no. A deal, I've made a deal with my wife, he can support Wales as long as he supports Tottenham. But, uh, um, well, that's a big call as well. Yeah, okay. But it's... Uh, Anyway, it'll be up to him as long as he sports first. But yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I feel like it's such a crossroads at the moment, isn't it? We we've managed. I really thought we were going to lose Potch at one point. I thought the Man United interest was real. And I thought, yeah, I thought yeah, he yeah. wanted. I feel like he maybe wanted to wanted to go. We'll never know. Um, and so I was just. I remember I was really hoping Solskjaer would do well. So that, you know, which happened. Yeah. And uh, and they. Um, my feeling is maybe they couldn't get Poch, so they, they went with Solskjaer. But anyway, we, we've kept Helga Poch, and I think that's the key. And I th- We're at a crossroads because we did have a really bad end to the season, didn't we? Um, we went on a, on a terrible... We had relegation form for the last few months of the season, and we managed to, to keep just about keep hold of top four. Um, and I feel like we, we, we've got to get some... Some decent fullbacks. We've hopefully with an end and ballet. We've got the the central midfielder we need needed. Um, so I just I feel like it, it is a crossroads, and it's just I'm just starting to realise that we we're, we're going to keep hold of Poch. He seems committed. We seem to be putting some money in there, and I I feel really positive about it. Because um, I think this is the best team. You know this this is the best era uh, that I can remember. The Pochettino era, and 
and I feel like we're going to keep hold of players, our best players like Kane. I think we may lose Ericsson likely, but um, yeah, I just I feel really I still feel really positive about it as long as we keep hold of Poch basically. Okay, Rob, for this season, what do you sort of envisage for this season? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm I'm positive. I think I think. Uh, uh, I'm not sure if it's crossroads or whether we actually jumped over the crossroads a yeah. little bit. I think probably, and I think that's to do with. I've always been convinced that that Levy and Enoch have never really. They've always been in two minds as to whether, you know, whether they want to invest in football. They probably yeah. look at football as a really strange business to, to to stick money in. But I now think that I think Levy's obviously we've got. He's always had a. Always with Levy, there's been a, a something where we've either grounds not right or the training mm. grounds not right or. Everything now is in place, mm. so actually, yes, this is a serious business. Mm. Um, his son is a massive Tottenham fan, mm. which again, lots of fathers and sons around this table. <laughs> Once your son's into something, it's actually you know that is a big commitment. And I know, arguably, well, his family's been involved with the, the club behind the scenes for a little while anyway. Mm. So I think I think he's he's made the decision. Yes, we'll stick with this, mm. and and now we're going to start playing the players. So really, there isn't that much of an excuse. Yeah. But saying that, years of conditioning have always you know. It's a bit like, I guess, if you come from a, a troubled background yeah. or uh, some sort of addiction or something, you're never sure whether you're going to relapse back to yeah, yeah, crap, yeah. so yeah. use the yeah. expression. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, whether we're going to revisit the days of Anthony Gardner and... Um, yeah. Timothy Atubu. I had a really interesting conversation, Rob, with uh, one of the guys at work, and uh, we were talking about Endem Molly just signing for us, and uh, his first thing was... God, I bet he gets injured in the first game, <laughs> and I think that's that's a great typical response of a Spurs fan. Exactly. We're conditioned to like the roller coaster. And the belly, he he doesn't get in the France team, does he? Ahead of Sissoko, so that's why I'm just kind of trying to. Does he not? Big Sissoko fan. I'm a big Sissoko fan. I'm a big Sissoko fan, but but I just you know. Well, I feel like we're, I feel like me included. We're getting carried away about Ndombele, and I don't really. Oh, don't don't Ricky, don't Ndombele. Oh, you can always remind me to be glass half empty. <laughs> <laughs> you just set yourself off, I suppose. Yeah. So, Sim, what about you for this season? What, what do you think is going to happen for um, us? Well, I, I agree with Rob in that he said that um, it's a strange business to, to invest in, isn't it, football? Yeah, yeah. And, really. um, and yeah, they, Enoch have never, Levy and Enoch, they've never really, they've never over-invested. They've never really massively pushed the ball out. I think every time we've, every time we've brought plays in, we've also recouped enough mm. to, to keep it balanced. And I don't think they ever will really... I don't think they'll ever push us to compete with, I don't know, City, United, Chelsea, as long as Roman's about, I suppose. Mm. Um, even Liverpool spending money now. I don't think we'll ever try and just compete toe-to-toe in transfer fees and wages with them. Um, but does, that make, does that make you feel proud that, that we've got that structure, we invest in the year? Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I, I think it's, it's definitely something to be proud of. Mm. Um, but... Honestly, and this is this is almost like this is like a prediction, like not a wild prediction, but it's a prediction nonetheless. Like, I I wouldn't be surprised if in three four years time they resold. Well, I don't know any. It's it's such it's an amazing proposition out of the club. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've always thought that was their end game. I think yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah, sure I'm it is. Ricky, yeah. um, but you could rest assured yeah. that one Levy would find the absolute right buyer yeah. who has the club at heart. Two, he'd obviously demand top dollar, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. And three, I think he would ensure that his name was forever imprinted on that stadium. 
yeah. in some way, shape or form. Yeah. I don't know how, but that's yeah, that's my that's my kind of kamikaze prediction for the future. Daniel so leaving lane. That's got a nice ring to it actually. That sounds okay. I think we're lucky to have you. I think they've done a good job over the last what is it, nearly twenty years. Yeah. That's interesting you say that. I'm not so sure. I don't know. I mean they've got a great structure and stability, but I've been gradually improving. Yeah, great yeah. I'm not yeah. that's possibly for another day. A whole special. So Peter, what do you think for this season, possibly like the vista of the next say two or three years? I was feeling quite down uh, in the last, like obviously we lost the final, but uh, I just thought, uh, I was feeling, I was hearing all this stuff about Toby and Ericsson and it seemed like this continuation of the players being sold for the same reason, either wages or uh, lack of trophies or whatever, but I, I didn't hear about the new money coming into the club, so uh, in terms of like wages and stuff, so I think the future is good as long as uh, we can turn it around to be to actually in, invest in mm. in players because I mean the assets, yeah. the biggest assets of the club, I think, are the players. But do you think and we I learned think from that buying spree? You know, when we had all the bail money, do you think we learned from that buying spree that we'd never do that again? And it's a lot more structured. Yeah. The the, yeah. the, 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 the recruitment's a lot more structured. Yeah. But don't forget, Ericsson came out of that cluster yeah. of players. It was never as bad as we remember, but it was no. It was never as good as we, we convinced ourselves it would be. I, I remember when we signed Kirikes from Roma, was it? From Roma? Yeah. Yeah. Kirikes, and I thought, oh, brilliant, we just signed someone like another player. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Didn't even see his YouTube montage either. Yeah. Fitch is good. As long as we keep, keep pots, it's just key. Yeah. It's probably our biggest signing ever, it's just a key. Yeah to have him because I mean through him everything flows from him yeah. do you think uh, he's the key the key to success over the next two or three years I think so he's got he's, he's got to be because uh, he'll bring quality improved yeah. players but I mean I, I get frustrated when I see this long line of players leaving and that goes back to Sol Campbell Sheringham mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, people like Kyle Walker Bale Modric Berbatov yeah. it's just like it's that Transfer windows always scare the hell out of me, yeah. and we're in a transfer window at the moment, and yeah. I just think, transfer, I never end a transfer window feeling as happy as I did in 78 when we yeah, yeah, Ricky, yeah. Ricky Beer and yeah. Ozzy, you know, I don't get excited, I just think, who's leaving, you know, I remember when Defoe left yeah, in yeah. January, you know, so I think, yeah. um, keep, keep the players. Yeah, but, you continuity know, is key, yeah. You know, Kyle Walker leaves, to go and win, yeah, he's got three medals around his yeah, neck. Yeah, it's, mm. it's 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 a compelling argument for leaving yeah. Spurs. Yeah, he's tripled his wages. Sadly, all of the players you mentioned won something yeah. with Everton. They did. Yeah. It didn't yeah. win anything in a Spurs on. shirt. Yeah, yeah. So keep Potch and improve the team. Yeah, I think it might be a bit too late for Ericsson and Toby. Yeah. But I'd like uh, to see Toby. But yeah, but uh, I, I think you know he's like thirty now, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Tomkins thirty one, but I think we might. You might lose him for the monetary reasons, you know. Yeah. But I, I think keep Potch, and I think yeah. we can look forward to next season. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Cool. Do you think we've learned from Liverpool that last season the way they spent yeah. big on on just a couple of players and they plugged in those yeah. 
key players that they needed. Totally agree. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like knitting it, yeah. it together. I think. Yeah. You know, they needed yeah, that central yeah. midfielder player, and possibly that might allow someone like Dyer. You, know, yeah. you might be able to go back in defence. Possibly he's a better central yeah. defender. I'm not yeah. sure. Yeah. Their recruitment has been top draw Liverpool. Yeah, it has been it's really like good. Two weaknesses. Yeah. Yeah. Bang. Done. Yeah. And and and, and uh, what's his name? Yeah. The guy. Uh, my, I've gone. I'm showing my uh, scenes, senile <laughs> dementia. Uh, Manchester Guardiola, yeah. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. He's identified a weakness. Yeah. Walker. Yeah. Brown, yeah. You know, yeah, I agree. I agree. Interesting, Casper. What What do you think is going to happen next um, season, and what do you think we need to do? Well, I think we need to buy like one more, like fifty million pound player, one that that could make a big difference, mm. and obviously push to win a trophy and yeah. do you think that's important next season for us to win a trophy yeah you do because we've, okay. look, we've achieved most things in like the Champions League apart yeah. from winning it obviously yeah and yeah I think we need to well obviously still concentrate a lot on the Champions League but when what, sort of what would be the one area you think we need to uh, we need to buy what area four backs okay yeah. Both sides. Well, if Danny Rose leaves, then yeah. yeah. But yeah. And what what do you think about Foyth as a, a, a right back? Well, he. Well, the thing is about Foyth, he can either be really reckless or he yeah. can have a brilliant game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he's a bit hit or miss. So. Against Dortmund in the Champions League yeah. at home, he played right fullback and he was very good, wasn't he? There's a great player in for you. There's a great player yeah. in there, isn't there? There is a great yeah. player. That's a great point, Mickey. Yeah. 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 I think you're right, Ricky. There's a great player in for Yeah. We just don't know what position. Yeah. 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 And also, me and Casper always talk about um, Serge Aurier. You know, he's, he's, do we move him on? You know, he's a hand grenade, mm. isn't he? We say, you know. Yeah, but, it's a loose cannon, though. Yeah. Right but yeah. I sort of. He was playing like, quite well, wasn't he, before he got injured? Yeah, he, he was, yeah. a bit of a good round. I quite like him. Last yeah. Week, you know? And he's paid really yeah. pace. Yeah, yeah. I yeah. will have as bad a season next season as he had season. If he's still there. Yeah. So, Casper, so you... So sorry, sorry, sorry. No, no, don't oh. So, so Casper, you think we need to, uh, we need to buy, buy a big a big one, yeah. big more player, a big, a big game changer, and possibly uh, invest in full-backs? Yeah. Cool. Well, so... Interesting uh, views for uh, next season. So marquee signing. Yeah, marquee yeah, signing. That's what we want. Possibly one day you never know you might play for them. Yeah. Never know. Fingers crossed. You keep your mum and dad uh, nicely, uh, nicely in the house and everything. <laughs> it's good player, Casper. Yeah. Got high this room. So guys, so that that comes to the end of our podcast of the year ends in one. Class. I hope you enjoyed it and. Hopefully, thank you to Rob, Casper, Sim, Ricky, and Peter. Thanks for having me. Um, Cheers, Ian. Hopefully, um, we'll do another one next month um, when the season's on, and possibly it'll be more uh, current topics and uh, yeah. may- maybe get um, some real uh, Spurs celebrities in. Get Pochettino in one day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'll be good. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Cheers. 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 Cheers.